Welcome in everybody, all Canadian, all on CF Perspective. Uh, <clears throat> Con and I have been uh, poking around this week, busy times, off season as well as we get ready for the draft and draft season. Uh, I think that one of the biggest pieces that we can probably talk about is your Michigan Wolverines. No, no, no. Kevin Mitalakana, he said he's coming back to Laval. He may forego the CFL draft, come back for another year with the Rouge or try to win title number two. What do you think of that? Um, I get it. I get the decision. I, I Obviously, we don't know what influenced it or like what impacted his decision to decide to return or th- is thinking about deciding to return anyways, uh, whether it be academic, whether it be, you know, maybe he just wants another season at Laval. I don't necessarily think it hurts his draft stock by any measure. He was probably already going to be, you know, a very high selection in, in this year's class. He's certainly the number one receiver in this year's class without question. Um, first heck Creighton winner in a long time, or sorry, first, wide receiver heck rate winner in a long time since Andy Fantuz, right? So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it hurts his draft stock at all. Um, and I guess I understand it a little bit. Was I excited to see him in the CFL or go to the CFL or have an opportunity to go to the CFL? Absolutely. I mean, look at what the Philpot twins are doing right now. Well, Jalen or is yeah. it Tyson? Farhan Lalji tweeted at the wrong foot. I feel bad. He's getting some heat for that. Uh, not gonna lie, I get them mixed up all the time. Now they're on different teams, a bit easier, but still not. Uh, their digits are a little bit further apart. It's not five and six either. It's eighty-five and eighty-one. So there's a yeah, bit of yeah. a differentiation. <laughs> uh, but Jalen was trying out with the Steelers this week while Nathan Rourke is doing his tour of the states as well. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of U.S. schools, Connor, yikes, trouble. Oh, I thought you were going Trumbull. I was going to say, yikes, SFU. Oh, oh we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, too. <laughs> Yike, we'll go Michigan first, though. Okay. Two years in a row? Hey. Jim Harbaugh? Back-to-back national champions. Or, Man. wow, no. Back-to-back Big Ten champions. <laughs> Let's not get out of ourselves here. Got bounced by Georgia last year. Well, you can bounce TCU this year. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Um, I think that, honestly, though, Jim Harbaugh has got a He's a lifer at Michigan at this point, right? I'm, I I think he certainly has that option. Um, obviously, there's rumors or were rumors of NFL, you know, NFL interests swirling, which rightfully so. He's built a, a winning program and made them a lot more relevant than they have been in years past. But uh, I'm certainly I, I think the option to stay at Michigan as long as he wants is his. I certainly think he wants to bring the University of Michigan a national championship. And then once he does that, then my questions of how much longer is he going to stay will start getting a little bit more concerning or serious. But right now, I think his priority is to bring the University of Michigan a national championship. That's why I think he's turning down NFL offers right now. But I mean, and he's also like we were talking about this before my computer had an absolute meltdown on us. But like he's also done this before. He He's built a winning program, like you were saying, at Stanford. Uh, he made the San Francisco 49ers a Super Bowl contender before he lost to his brother, right? So 
Um, I don't believe, like, obviously he, he fell short in that Super Bowl. He, I don't believe he did it with Stanford either. No, he did not win a national so, championship with Stanford. He he's looking for one, and to do it at his school, at his alma mater, um, with the program that he's built, he's looking for one. Uh, okay, you mentioned Shrumble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a maniacal laugh there. It was because I think there was like thirteen sacks had by the UBC defense. It was close. It was a cl- like score wise box box score surfing. Let's tell all the listeners who may not have seen it what the score was. Uh, seventeen eighteen four, the T Birds uh, picking up that win <clears throat> on the game. Neither team really got going uh, on the ground. Uh, Isaiah Knight just eleven for thirty seven. Uh, Kapler eighty six and a touchdown though. Uh, Derek Engel game winning quarterback sneak in American rules. Uh, but I think this game, oh, sorry, 11 sacks. Pardon me. There was 11 sacks given up by Simon Frazier. Uh, Edrin Williams, though, everyone saw that. Uh, it got reposted by like a oh, thousand everywhere. different websites. Uh, yeah. Heck of a play. <laughs> that, was a, that was a dope touchdown. Yeah. Heck of a uh, play. Okay. Let's, let's talk about run. the sack leaders here. <laughs> Three for Ryan Baker. Two for Frank Frangioni, uh, one and a half for Samson. Late Cordy Moore got one. A couple other guys contributed as well. Uh, Connor. Wow. This UBC T-Birds defense said, oh, wait, we don't have to get an extra yard? Oh, let's get there even faster now. <laughs> Spin our ears back uh, and go. And Simon Frazier looked like it's a beautiful stadium in Terry Fox. Like Christmas lights oh, yeah. in one of the end zone uh, yeah. around the campus. Um, it was a great setup. It was a well, like it looked like it was a very fun event to be at. Yeah, but let's be real. They went to Terry Fox Stadium. They played Simon Fraser's rules, and came away with a win. Still won. Yeah, it's yeah. good. So hey, you guys, I love you guys that. been playing? You guys been playing all year? All your collegiate careers. With this set of rules, let's build UBC, it up. Let's UBC up just sports. kind of uh, let's go. We're not buying. This is like this is a good UBC team, but this is not the best in the country, right? Like this is not the best team in the country. No, I mean, like and, it's certainly not like the Michael O'Connor era UBC team, right? Like what would have that team? Like what would that team have done to Simon Frey? Like it would have been a dismantling. And like Engel's a good quarterback. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. What yeah, would yeah, happen yeah. if they had Garrett Rooker in? How yeah. different is it then? Um, no, I, I think this is a great rivalry. It's great for UBC. It's great yeah. for the province as a whole to see. Yeah. Um, but they had the comment of uh, everyone says we always lose or whatever it was. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> for another year, we can continue to say that. Too uh, personally. I think I think Simon Fraser probably took it real personal, but yeah, UBC just kind of said like, "This is our, this is what we do." They were a damn good team in one of the tougher conferences in U Sports this year. So <sighs> now I will say like this: we're talking like it was a blowout. It was a tight. No, game, it was not a blowout. Not by any. I think I think it took some footing and some game time to really figure out offensively at least. 
the different timings, the lack of motions. Like, yeah. there's a drastic difference in the offense uh, that they had to play. So, I, uh, I don't know. I think next year when they have to play Canadian rules, it'll be way different. Yeah. 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 And uh, just like to that point, like our, our friend and old coach, Chris Shibley, he made some good comments uh, on Twitter when we were talking about the Shrumble before it happened, saying that, you know, he thought that the transition from the U.S. to Canadian rules would be much harder. So we'll see what this looks like in next year's version of it. But right now, UBC goes in to Simon Fraser Stadium, plays their rules, comes away with a win. And yeah, it was a tight win, like you were saying. And it took both teams a bit to like, start feeling each other out and getting their offense and their momentums and their game flows and coverages going. But UBC did it, man. No joke. U Sports did, is no did, joke. Um, all right. Main topic for today. College football playoff officially expanding in 2024. Yep. So we have nothing better to do. We are degenerates. So we have made a bracket for you sports following the same exact guidelines. Well, we did. We did have an idea. I'm just an absolute chicken and I didn't feel like I could pull it off today. So oh, <laughs> well, we've got coming... something cool coming down the pipe. Don't worry. I just chickened <laughs> out on it today. Um, but as we look at the new 12 team format in the States, uh, four conference, the best four conference champions, well, that works out for us. We only have four conferences. <laughs> so as it would fall right now, uh, Ohio state would be what four, uh, Ohio state is four. Yeah. They would not be four in the 12 team format though, because they're not a conference champion. No. So it would be Kansas state or Utah or Clemson getting that four spot three and four spot I who would you put I don't know it raises like, take it's two of the a, three yeah so I don't know man it's such a I don't know but that would put Ohio State and TCU Connor as five and six and they'd have to match up with like Tulane in the first round <laughs> It's yeah, people. I I think yeah, people might have might have some issues with the way that it's going to fall, but it's going to take a little bit to get worked out. And the you know, it's the first year of trying this thing, and you know, there's going to be an ironing out period and a figuring out period. But I think long term, it's going to be better for college football playoffs. Yeah, because it's more big time TV sales, so it's going to be great. Um, but okay. that inspired us to do this for U Sports. Now I will say. Not feasible. This is absolutely not feasible. I think it could be. I think it could be. If you if there was a serious way to examine this and figure it out and really make it fair, I think it could be feasible. But uh, this is just us trying to have a little bit of fun with it right now. So don't yell at us on Twitter. Okay. Get upset. Not really. So our top four, Western, Laval, Sask, and St. FX. Four conference champions. Look at that. Would it's all have by. Nice and easy. Yeah. Do you win the Dunsmore, the Loney, the Hardy, or the Yates? You get a buy. Okay? Easy enough. Everyone agrees. We can rank those four however we may, but we kept it the same as the final regular final top, Yeah, the final top 10 ranking. Regardless of what happened in the playoffs. Um, So that would leave us with the following teams in the first round. Queens, Montreal, Ottawa, Laurier, UBC, Mount Allison, that's your top Re- ten. That's your top. That was 10 the there. that was the end of the top ten. Yeah, Regina and Carlton. 
Now, just to jump in real quick here before I move on, like we we picked Regina Carlton ourselves. Like we just we looked at it. We, we threw we them thought in. those would be the next two teams to likely get into some form of playoff. But I, I was saying to Wade off air that I think this would have to expand that this would force the U Sports top 10 to essentially expand to a top 15 with 12 teams getting in and three teams on the bubble, essentially. And now I don't I don't think that that's a bad thing. Like nobody cares about who's ranked 22nd in NCAA, right? No. Yeah. So for a team to say, oh, we're ranked 15th in the country, it's like, congratulations, you still are not that good. Um but it just but it, it would I think it would have to happen just for yeah. like the playoff expansion. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that would make our matchups. Round one, we do get an OUA matchup. Queens hosting the Carlton Ravens. Who are you picking? I would take Queens. Based off this past season, I'm taking Queens in that game. Okay. Uh next we would have. The Montreal Carabae hosting the Regina Rams. Which, interesting matchup. Who would you take? take? <laughs> well, that's what that's what I like about this list is it's going to force some out-of-conference play. It's going to force some more out-of-conference playoff games, which is going to be really fun to watch. Um, in this matchup, I have a question, but in this matchup, I would take probably take Montreal over Regina in this one. Um, okay. Montreal is a, it was a... They weren't as good as years past, but they're a darn good program. But with these out-of-conference playoff games, do you think that this just happens for playoffs, or do you maybe start trying to schedule some out-of-conference regular season stuff? No, I, this I gets think interesting. Should... I think if regular out-of-conference regular season stuff would be way too hard because there's teams that just I think to financially yes. do. It. I think if you want to fiscally be able to pull this off, you have to leave the regular season and then make this like. After our so we would have to bump the we would have to bump the uh, season forward two weeks yeah or take out an extra bye week yeah or play it a week later and line it up with the Grey Cup hmm. oh wait no sorry hmm. sorry wait Grey Cup Grey Cup's before Grey Cup's yeah. before <laughs> darn um, you're okay. thinking you're thinking 2021 post COVID Grey Cup when it was a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next we would have Lev- uh, Ottawa hosting Mount Allison. I think we can both agree on that one. One, two, three. Mount Allison. <laughs> Ottawa. Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally we would have Laurier hosting UBC. This would be Battle a of the wicked matchup. Yeah. Who are you taking? I don't know. That'd be a dang close one. I'm going I, UBC. Yeah, really? I yeah. think. I think uh, that's a tough. That's a tough travel. I would go Laurier with that one. That's a tough travel for UBC. Okay. Not so only put- not only do you have to not only are you adjusting to the time zone, but you got to get off in Toronto and then bus to Waterloo. That's not. I, I don't think that they they'd go probably a couple days. Or I think it'd be fine for them. They're used to flying. <clears throat> All right. So the way the college football playoff works out is the one seed hosts eight, nine, and so on, so forth. So potentially the four seed would have the five seed unless there's a huge upset. Then they would have the twelve seed just out of luck. I've filled out our bracket. 
X versus Queens at Antigonish. Schneider returns to the East Coast. Give me Queens. Yeah, we're going Here Queens. Here comes Queens. <clears throat> okay, Queens is the five seed in this scenario. See, so we That's a tough we one, to... though, because is it an upset if Queens is ranked third in the five. nation all season long and then they don't but, win the conference because and then they don't win the, the conference and they're five? <clears throat> they they don't take care of business in their own conference. They don't get a buy. That's just the unfortunate yeah, no, nature no, no. of this. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, but so I don't I, necessarily know if it's an upset. In my mind, it doesn't feel like Queens over X is an upset. I, I don't think it is either. Uh, Sask against Montreal. A rematch. A, a little rematch. A little rematch of 2021. Um, I think this year I would still take that same Sask. <laughs> yeah. So we're going with number three, Saskatchewan. Uh, then we have... Laval hosting Ottawa. the Ottawa GGs. I'm yeah. just going to pencil in Glenn Constantine. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Western and Western against Laurier in your books. Western against UBC in my books. Uh, I take Western in both those games. Okay, we'll we'll go with Western then. Who is the one seed? Which would then leave us a semifinal game, which would be played. In CFL stadiums. I would like it to be played in CFL stadiums. Uh, Western versus Queens. Laval versus Sask. Is our semifinals. Wow, look at that. Lines up just like this year's semifinals. (laughs) Suits the same results. Everybody, if you're following along, same results, just more fun. Lots more (laughs) Canadian football matchups. All right, Western Queens. For everybody that's about to jump on Twitter and flame us, we literally just got the same exact results by expanding the playoffs. Well, okay, that that happens though, right? The cream I know, rises, but I'm just I'm just what saying is it, the cream rises to the crop. No, but <clears throat> with with X hosting that, I I think Queens just stylistically would match up well. It's familiarity for Snyder. Yeah. Um But as we look at like Sask Montreal, Montreal was a tough out this year. But Sask was a team that was able to make their way to the Vanier Cup. Yep. We look at Laval, Ottawa. I, I think that that would just be Ottawa getting a lucky draw in their in their top twelve rankings. So yeah, I mean, look at I mean, Laval is the, the defending Vanier Cup champions. It's tough to argue against them right now. Yeah. You can't. You can't really. <laughs> so then we would have you're picking Western. I'm guessing in the Yates rematch. Yeah. Snow or no snow, snow yeah. or no snow. Look at what they did again. Look what they did in that, and then, and then that was not Laval English. versus Sask. We're going Laval, yeah, and that's our national final. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> realistically, we we can one hundred and ten percent get there if it was feasible for someone to do two, maybe three, maybe four road trips yeah but if you're looking at from the first round where we have carlton queens okay that's a simple bus ride two hours regina montreal regina flies normally with can west i think they could make that travel mount a at ottawa that's the one where i question does mount a have the funding for it but they aren't having to fly across the country to go play ubc this year yeah they would have to be flying what two hours to get into ottawa yeah yeah there would there then, definitely would need to be but like with that you could 
pull in the argue like or with that you can pull in the argument of like okay will expanding u sports playoffs draw more eyes more interest can we then start looking at tv deals to generate but revenue this would, and this would also be if you were lucky enough to host a, yeah. a first round game okay you are you're gonna get extra ticket revenue from that game it's like another it is another playoff game yeah um there's ways so to like circumvent we, those those boarding passes and playing fees right like yeah and uh when we look at like the second round queens could easily fly to x montreal could easily fly to sask ottawa could drive to laval and ubc would have the capacity or in your case laurier that's a short drive yeah so and then it's western queens and laval sask all programs i we know can make their way across the country at any capacity and even even like even with that like an oua oua rsec matchup potentially an aus rsec matchup you can bus you can yeah. always bus those go a couple days early jeez like, lewis laval, look at look at the oua laval, they bus well, laval, at windsor laval bust to london for the vanier but then yeah. they flew home yep because they they had a extra trophy to carry with them well, yeah, they, want to they, max pack, they pack for 10 days. Um, okay, so when we look at the bracket, I think we could do it. I, I think I told fun. you, I told you off the hop, it's feasible. And when you get into those, like the, the only complaint I could see would be uh, if we if we already play through our conference playoffs, yeah, then. What what use is it for us to turn around and try to play Queens Western again in the national semifinal? Yeah, I mean I get it. So but... on that note, I would say shorten your playoffs. If you're the OUA, why do we need seven seven teams in? Yeah, let's let's go to four. That would that would save you one of your weeks, right? And if it is <clears throat> top four records, or maybe go back to East West since we realized this year the hard air quotes people were putting around Queens's undefeated record in 2021. Not really air quotes. Legitimate <laughs> thing. Take those uh, air quotes off that. They deserve that. They're in that. Like maybe you go to East West now and say like, okay, East one plays West two, West two plays East one. Okay. Cross it over, come back for the gates and, and off we go. Yeah. I, I yeah. There's obviously with with any time we're talking about something like this, we're imagining a perfect world where everything works out the way we want to. But yeah, if this were to actually happen, there'd be so many conversations, so many objections, amendments, people disagreeing or not agreeing. And there'd be so many other things that would have to get sorted out before this ever came to fruition. So for our sake, everybody loves everybody. And uh, this would just work out exactly how we wanted it to. Maybe not exactly how everyone else wants it to in the games wise, but I don't know. I think I think with U Sports, an issue that you could have is you know who the dogs are, you know who the top teams are, and and going to twelve is just taking a longer route to get to the eventual answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what uh, what possible route we could go, but I like the layout that we have. It I would see, be yeah. making exactly what we see down south and. Uh, as you play the the semifinals and the finals in CFL state, like do an East and a West game. Yeah. Pick pick an East CFL stadium and a West CFL stadium and rotate it. 
through the through the league. Yeah. Yeah. Does it does it mean you play a minus twenty in Saskatchewan? Yeah. Does it mean that you play in BC where it's a dome one year? Yeah, that might be nice. Might be. I don't know. At and, the very least, like I want to see more Canadian university. I want to see more Canadian university playoff action. But I mean, again, it all comes down to finances and this could again be potentially very expensive, but no, I want to, I would like to find a way for some like air quotes, bowl games to fit around there. Maybe have some like extra, you know, essentially exhibition games. That's what bowl games are in college football. Let's be real, but some, some more competitive exhibition games where you're playing for something, some out of conference play. I like it. I like it. Uh, well, next week, maybe Connor won't check it out. I won't. I won't. We'll be ready for next week. <laughs> uh, we are going to slowly work up to our regular scheduled programming again. Uh, but probably by the new year. Yeah. Probably like all year. of you, we're enjoying the holidays, enjoying some family time, enjoying a little <laughs> bit of downtime. So trying to keep we it will, fun, keep it consistent. But And we'll, we'll try to give you guys some content each week. Yeah. But uh, we'll, hit it, we'll hit it running in the new year, as always, with our Draft 100, the third annual connor we've done this since 2020 how sad is that 2020 was a tough year too we were scrounging for con wait content. 2020 2021 20, oh my god connor this is gonna be our fourth year of cfp wow <laughs> crazy <laughs> look at us go <laughs> look at us who'd have thought not us never not us. us we appreciate all the support guys as always always uh cool bet is on pause but they're still really good sports books. So if you want to support them, tons of stuff, go check them out. Go ahead, check them out. Uh, locks of the day on their social media channels as well. Uh, Fox 40, Worldwide Leaders in Whistle Tech. They're the still best, around though. The best in Whistle Tech. Uh, CFP 15 gets you 15% off. If you're looking to get a gift for that special referee in your life, head to fox40shop.com. Get them the Sonic Blast CMG or. One of the whistle masks. Still be safe on the field. You never know. Lots of illnesses going around, not just COVID. Uh, <clears throat> but I think that's it for us. Full Astros song at the end of this episode, perhaps. Do you want me to drop a full one? I can drop a full one. Pick a song. Which one you put All right. in? All right. Well, I guess I got to tee it up now. I got to tee it up. Um, for everybody, I guess I have... Wow, I can't speak today. English is tough. Words are hard. Um, for everybody that hasn't heard, but I talk about this, I have been talking about it a little bit more. Um, brand new album coming out from the Astros. That's been our intro music since we started doing this thing. Uh, my younger brother's in the band, so they've been very, very kind with letting us use their music. And it is, I'm very biased, but it is actually quite good. Um, <laughs> Social Life's my top song on the album. Yeah, that's a good one. That's not what I'm going with, but they did. There's a bar in Kingston. I don't know, it's probably like I don't even know how many it holds. They they would they play it often, they sell it out often, it's fun. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna play something off of that at the end, I guess. And this one's probably one of my favorites, and it's awesome. So <clears throat> it's the closing track on their brand new record that came out uh a couple weekends ago. The song's called Stoned at the Drive-In. So everybody enjoy that. And We'll see you guys next week. Wade Zank, Connor O'Neill, CF Perspective. Here is the Astros.
So get in while you can.